No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schaap. Michael Powell is a sports columnist at the New York Times. He used to cover the world beyond sports, and his new book, Canyon Dreams, is a sports book, but it's set against the backdrop of a unique part of the world, the sprawling Navajo Reservation in northern Arizona, where basketball has long played an outsized role. Canyon Dreams, a basketball season on the Navajo Nation, has just been published, and it is a pleasure to welcome to The Sporting Life, Michael Powell. Michael, thank you for being with us. Oh, sure. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, Why this book? I mean, you're a New York sports writer. You're a New York guy. You spent a lot of time uh, covering national sports for the Times, but around uh, the New York locker rooms and clubhouses and and stadiums. Uh, This uh, is farther afield. This is definitely further afield. This is about when you're on the Navajo Reservation, which is enormous. It's like the size of, not like the size, it is the size of West Virginia. Um, You feel as far, as far away as you can get in the United States. Um, And it's, you know, I think what appealed to me was kind of precisely that. I mean, you know, that, that you had, this was a place where, you know, some very American themes uh, play out. I mean, you know, do you stay at home? Do you go? That tension, which is felt profoundly there. Um, the style of ball, which is, you know, in a strange way, very kind of au courant. I mean, they play this sort of, if you will, kind of a golden state, you know, old Phoenix Sun style of play, very mm-hmm. res ball, this incredibly fast paced sport that goes back, I mean, they've been playing this for well over 100 years, um, and it is absolutely the passion of the place. I mean, it's, it's you know, you go, Chinle is a town where I was based of 3,500, and if it was any kind of a big game, they would have 5,000 fans there at night. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's just, um, you know, it's a passion play for the, for the kids, the adults, everybody. We're speaking with Michael Powell of the New York Times about his new book, Canyon Dreams, a basketball season on the Navajo Nation. And you describe in the book uh, the style of basketball that is played, the passion for the game there. Why does basketball mean so much on this 17 million acre reservation? You know, I think a lot of it is sort of rooted in culture there. I mean, they have a very, it's a very communal culture. Uh, with these kind of, you know, very big extended families and clans. And the great emphasis in res ball um, is on working, you know, this sort of working as a unit and running and running and running. And running is also um, an enormous part of actually all Southwestern Indian cultures. I mean, it was in their time before the horse, the way they got around and to this day, they're the runners from either Navajo or Hopi, any of the reservations down there always rank among the very top distance runners in those states and sometimes in the nation. So it kind of combines those two passions. And they were also 
enforced um, by the Bureau of Indian Affairs. This was, you know, 50, 60 years ago. They were forced to go to these boarding schools um, far, far away from their families where they were refused the ability to speak. Navajo, they literally had their mouths washed out with soap. Mm. And, in a, and they learned basketball there, though. <laughs> and in a weird way, or not in a weird way, in a, in a, in a sort of moving way, they turned basketball into kind of their own cultural expression. When we do stories, when you write a book about um, any Indian reservation, there is a legacy there, uh, the history, of course, of, of what what happened to Native Americans over the course of hundreds of years with the expansion of um, the American footprint, the United States footprint. Well, how, how does the legacy, how do we, how did you feel and experience that legacy covering life on this reservation? I mean, look, the history... History is very much alive there, um, and people know, uh, I mean, they know the story of their fight against, uh, you know, Kit Carson and, you know, the American um, military, you know, the army. Um, they know of their resistance. They were forced into a long march off. I mean, all of, and and then went through a, you know, a tough, hard, sad, but ultimately successful fight to get it back. And all of that is very alive. I mean, you'll walk up canyons with Navajos and they will, you know, they'll point out, you know, the sites of ancient battles against, you know, the Americans and where they hid and all this sort of thing. At the same time, they're, in an interesting way, I mean, they are very proud Americans, right? I mean, they they sign up for the military at a rate well beyond, you know, the average uh, American. I mean, the percentage of them that do that. Um, and they take a lot of, you know, kind of pride in that they're both Navajos and Americans and that this that theirs is an American story. Um and this isn't like a cliche. I mean, I, this would come up a lot in talking. So it's an interesting kind of duality that, that you hear. I mean, there's a, a real, as I say, just a real awareness of the, you know, kind of the brutal aspect uh, of their collision um, with our, you know, expansionist culture. And, you know, and I guess actually the other thing is that it's playing out in ways that are discomforting to them to this day. When I was there 25 years ago, there was no TV. You know, there was only Navajo really language radio. Um, now, of course, they have everybody has a cell phone. Everybody has or not everybody, but many kids have, you know, Internet access and. That, you know, the way in which the kind of broader culture now, like a tsunami, is kind of pushing and washing over them um, and if you were kind of messing with, you know, kind of, you know, long time kind of cultural aspects of their life uh, and their language is, you know, that's very real. And, it, and they're all kind of struggling with that, whether it's in a, you know, you know, in Kuwait way or, in a, you know, in, in ways that they'll talk about with you. So it's, it's a complicated time to be there right now. We're speaking with Michael Powell of the New York Times about his new book, Canyon Dreams, a basketball season on the Navajo Nation. And, you know, as a journalist, and, and this is this is what you do, this is what you've done 
so well for so long. But how do you approach going into a place, you know, as we, you know, we sometimes say parachuting in, spending a good deal of time there, um, but a limited amount of time uh, in the grand scheme of things, yep. and then coming away writing a book about an entire culture. How how do you how do you get comfortable enough um, in that situation to do what you have done, which is produce a remarkable book, but but still one coming from someone outside that culture? Sure, and no, that's a great question. I mean, it's one that I, I assume all of us, right, when we do these sort of books, you wrestle with, and I mean. You know, I think one thing I try to do is tell the stories as much as possible through, you know, the voices of the people I'm talking to. You try to find people, and I did, you know, who were very, you know, from medicine men to the athletic director to the coach who really understand that culture and, you know, frankly, lean heavily um, on them. And then the other is, you know, I mean, I had gone there. 25 years ago, my wife had worked there a couple of months as a, um, a midwife at the Indian Health Service Hospital. And, you know, the place had really kind of gotten, in the very best sense of the word, kind of curled under our skin and, you know, sort of remained with us. So I've always wanted to go back there. I've, and, and I had done several stories. And a lot of it, you know, it is it was just, you know, getting there and like slowing down, you know, my Anglo reporter mind <laughs> long enough to just kind of sit with it, right? Give mm-hmm. people time to get used to me, to get comfortable that I'm not just parachuting in and I'm not going to, you know, get a quick take and split uh, and trying to get, you know, like as I did, as people were incredibly generous, so they invited me to, you know, family cookouts and this, uh, you know, where you could really just have a chance to talk and to watch. And, you know, I tried to go to ceremonies where I could and, you know, you just, but, but having said all of that, I mean, I would never (laughs) present myself as, you know, an expert in that culture. I was, you know, I, I had the privilege of being a guest there and of observing. And I hope you know, getting at a certain truth there. But I mean, you know, inevitably, I'm not, you know, I'm not Navajo. Is is basketball, and I know this um, analogy has been made by others, um, talking about basketball on reservations and uh, and about your book, is basketball um, for the Navajo reservation what football is in Western Pennsylvania or in Texas? Is it the same... Um, does it occupy 100%. the same place? I mean, it is, you know, it's funny. I read, of course, Buzz Bissinger's great book, you know, Friday Night Lights. And this, it is, I mean, it basketball occupies the same place. In fact, actually, as one assistant coach said to me, he said the biggest, said, you know, what are the five biggest sports on Navajo? And he said they're basketball, 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 <laughs> rodeo, or Rodeo, 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 basketball. <laughs> um, and, you know, they're just, yes. I mean, it is just, you'll sit. I mean, it was kind of funny. You'd sit in the stands, you know, and I'd talk to grandmothers, grandfathers who, A, had both, had all played for teams. 
B had this really sophisticated sense of, you know, basketball. I mean, they would talk about having watched Bill Walton or, mm. you know, Cowan's play and, and, and they would, you know, the, the stuff they would yell at the kids was like, you know, set a, you know, set a low pick. I mean, it, it was, it was pretty sophisticated stuff. It wasn't just go, go wildcats. Um, no, it's, it's a, it is really a passion play on the reservation. Michael Powell's new book is Canyon Dreams, a basketball season on the Navajo Nation. And it's clearly, obviously, about much more than basketball. Michael, thank you so much for joining us and discussing this trip. Oh, thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate it. I'm Jeremy Schapp, and you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time.